Welcome to A Love for the Bible, Series 4, Session 4. This is Dave Clark. During Series 4, Session 3, I interviewed my son, David Clark. This has been David's first year reading through the whole Bible. And this was my third time interviewing him on his experience. My desire was that David's interviews will be particularly helpful for others new to having a daily Bible reading habit. Today, I will be sharing chapter three from my book, A Heart for the Bible. The title of this chapter is Famous People, Bible Reading Quotes, and Case Study of Isaac Newton. The purpose of this chapter is to provide encouragement for you in your Bible reading through listening to quotes by famous Bible readers of the past. Quotes related to the Bible. We can be encouraged in our Bible reading from the experience of others throughout history in what they have passed on to us. Let's look at 10 of these and then focus in on the experience of the first Isaac Newton. So to begin, Sir Isaac Newton said, quote, I have a fundamental belief in the Bible as the word of God, written by men who were inspired. I study the Bible daily. So think of it, this famous scientist studied the Bible daily and had a fundamental belief in the Bible as the word of God. Now let's go to the first president of the United States, George Washington. Quote, it is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. So he said it was impossible to govern the world without God and the Bible. Wow, what a statement. First president of the United States. Now let's go to another president, John Quincy Adams. It has been my custom for many years to read the Bible in its entirety once a year. So he's been reading through the Bible for many years reading it all the way through. John Quincy Adams. Now let's go to another president, William McKinley. The more profoundly we study this wonderful book, the more closely we observe its divine precepts. The better citizens will become and the higher will be our destiny as a nation. So he's saying that reading the Bible relates to us being better citizens and even a higher destiny for our nation. What a statement, William McKinley. Now let's go to Woodrow Wilson. I'm sorry for men who do not read the Bible every day. I wonder why they deprive themselves of the strength and pleasure. So he goes so far as to say he feels sorry for people who don't read through the Bible every day. Now let's go to another president, Theodore Roosevelt. Well, he said, a thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. Now think about that. College education usually takes four years to get your bachelor's, then another year or two to get your master's, then you may get a PhD. Think of how much investment is a college in time and energy for a college education. And he says the knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. Wow, what a statement. And this is by Theodore Roosevelt. Now let's go to Harry S. Truman. 
The fundamental basis of this nation's laws was given to Moses on the mount. The fundamental basis of our Bill of Rights comes from teachings we get from Exodus and St. Matthew, from Isaiah and St. Paul. So Arius, Arius Truman equates our law as directly influenced by the Bible and, and influential to us as a nation in our law. Again, a very powerful statement by one of our presidents. Now let's go to Douglas MacArthur, a great leader during World War II. Let's see here what he said. Believe me, sir, never a night goes by, be I ever so tired, but I read the word of God before I go to bed. Think of that. This person who is a commander in chief of, of our forces, he had the time every night to read the Bible. And, and, you know, and we ourselves so often say, oh, I didn't have time. I guess I had to watch my favorite TV program or whatever. Think of the, the contrast. Now let's go to Herbert Hoover. There is no other book so various as the Bible, nor one so full of concentrated wisdom. Each says there's no other book like it. Another huge endorsement. Now by George W. Bush, another, a more recent president. My relationship with God through Christ is given me meaning and direction. My faith has made a big difference in my personal life and my public life as well. I make decisions every day and I pray. I pray for guidance. I pray for patience. I firmly believe in the power of intercessory prayer and I know I cannot do my job without it. So think of all of these things, the ways that he says that his faith influences life. And his, and his faith would be a direct result of, of scripture. But it influences the decisions. He prays for patience. He, 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 and he, he even says he couldn't do his job without it. So another huge statement by a president of the United States. Now, with all these endorsements, now let's go back to that first one, Isaac Newton. And let's go in more depth in terms of seeing how much he was influenced by the Bible. Sometimes individuals are inhibited from reading the Bible because they take the position that unless ideas are part of accepted scientific thought, they can't be relied upon. And as a result, we shouldn't be bothered with studying them. However, this certainly wasn't the position of one of the greatest scientists who ever lived, Isaac Newton. Newton is well known in the area of mathematics for his major contributions towards the development of calculus. He also, in physics, is known as the developer of the first three laws of motion, and that he invented the reflecting telescope. So think of all these things that he contributed. But in addition to his scientific work, he devoted a substantial portion of his energy to the study of the Bible. He read the Bible daily throughout his life and wrote over a million words of notes regarding his study of it. This is with an intensive, intensive study that he did. Throughout his life, he continually tested biblical truth against the physical truths of experimental and theoretical science. He never observed a contradiction. In fact, 
he viewed his own scientific work as a method by which to reinforce his belief in biblical truth. As an example of the extensive research Newton conducted into the historical basis of the Bible, Newton provided his theory for the fulfillment of one of the prophecies in the book of Daniel. This prophecy reads, quote, let's listen to what the prophecy says first. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall devour the whole earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings, who shall rise from this kingdom, and another shall rise from after them. He shall be different from the first one, and shall subdue three kings. Daniel 7, 23 to 24. So let's look at Newton's interpretation as an example of his commitment to studying the scientific basis of, for the Bible. Let's listen to how, how it goes. Of the ten kingdoms presented by the ten horns of the fourth beast, now by the wars described the Western Empire of the Romans, about the time that Rome was besieged and taken by the Goths, they became broken into the following 10 kingdoms. So we've seen that there were 10 kingdoms that arose after the Romans uh, empire broke up. And he identified what those 10 kingdoms were that he felt represented the 10 horns that were in that prophecy. So let's listen to what those kingdoms were. What, the first was the kingdom of the Vandals and Alans in Spain and Africa. The second was the kingdom of the Swabians in Spain. Third, the kingdom of the Visigoths. Fourth, the kingdom of the Alans in Gallia. Fifth, the kingdom of the Burgundians. Sixth, the kingdom of the Franks. Seventh, the kingdom of the Britons. Eighth, the kingdom of the Huns. Ninth, the kingdom of the Lombards. And 10, the kingdom of the Ravenna. So he was able to find historically 10 kingdoms that he found that could relate to the 10 horns described in the prophecy of Daniel. Now, finally, related to Newton, Newton's most famous scientific work, Philosophiae Naturalis Principia Mathematica, was published in 1687. But in his second edition, Listen to what is included in that writing. Newton writes, the true God is a living, intelligent, and powerful being. His duration reaches from eternity. His presence from infinity to infinity. He governs all things by Sir Isaac Newton. So thank you. To our listeners for joining me for Series 4, Session 4 of A Love for the Bible. Series 4, Session 5 will air beginning Tuesday, April 12th at 8 a.m.